and welcome to Flying Blind Podcast. My name is Evita and here I talk about my own very unique journey and I hope to make you feel good about your own very unique journey. Today we are going to be talking about trust in relationships and I have a couple of good stories for you guys and I'm sure you guys can relate. I really hope that today you listen and you get inspired to go out there, spread your wings and fly. Last week, I was scrolling through Instagram and I came across a video that Lisa Bilyeu posted. And if you all are not familiar with who she is, she is the wife of Tom Bilyeu and they are the founders of Quest Nutrition. They're the ones that make those protein bars that they sell pretty much everywhere. And both Tom and Lisa have their own shows. They're very motivating and they talk about all kinds of stuff. They talk about business, improving yourself, relationships, and they are a power couple. They, I believe, are really great examples of how two people can be very independent, very much themselves, work great together, have a wonderful and healthy functioning relationship. And one of the things that I love about them is that they do very openly talk about their marriage and how they make things work. Tom and Lisa are both in this video that she posted on her Instagram and you can actually go and check it out yourself. But she was talking about and actually starting this conversation with Tom about trust. And they were specifically talking about cell phones and how if you feel the need to look at your partner's cell phone or if you do look at your partner's cell phone, then there is most definitely an issue. But having watched this video, it really reminded me of some of my own unfortunate stories. And I'm sure even just mentioning this, some of you listening might have some of your own experiences to think about with this topic. This particular video really made me think about my very, very first serious relationship. I believe when I got into this relationship, I was 19 years old, if I remember correctly. And the relationship was okay. Um, I really had nothing to compare it to before. And we were, you know, like every young couple just getting to know each other. We would do the typical things that couples do. We would go to the movies a lot and go out to eat a lot and try to do fun things. And during this time, I was working and going to school, but my schedule was kind of all over the place. And I did have some days that I had free time during lunch. And at the time, he was working and he had a very structured schedule. So he was working a nine to five and had his normal lunch time. So the days that I had free, I would sometimes go and meet him for lunch. Sometimes we would meet at a specific place close to his work. And there were a few times that I would go to his office and meet him there in the office. And then we would walk together to wherever we were going to have lunch. In the course of, you know, our relationship and this happening every so often, I did get to see some of his coworkers and got to meet them. I didn't really know them very well or very personally, but I did know who they were. They knew who I was and, you know, they were always really friendly. But there was this one female in particular that he worked with that, especially over time, mm, there was just something about her and her. I don't know, there was just some sort of weird energy that I felt from her, an odd vibe between her and I, and it just made me not feel the greatest. You know, I had that gut feeling that there was just something not right with her. And what I mean by that is there was something going on, I felt, between him and her. 
And it was just this gut feeling. And if you know me personally, you know that I always say your gut's always right. And it's proven time and time again, to me anyways, in my life, that my gut is always right. And over time, he wanted me to come into his office less and less and would start coming up with excuses for me to not have lunch with him. And his behavior just started to become a little bit odd. He was all of a sudden staying late all the time at work or coming up with excuses to not hang out or we would have plans and he would cancel on me last minute or, you know, be running late and then last minute be like, oh, I can't because this or this or that. And he always had like really dumb excuses. And then when we would hang out, he started behaving kind of oddly. I could just feel his vibe toward me change a little bit. And he was actually being a little bit more affectionate and kissy-kissy. And it just wasn't who he was to that degree. So it just felt off. And then he started doing weird things with his phone. He would always put his phone on silent as soon as we were hanging out, which he never did before. And at this point, we had been together for over a year. So, you know, I was familiar enough with his behaviors to know when something was off or when something was his typical normal behavior. So he uh, would put his phone on silent. He would always make sure it was somewhere not visible, usually in his pocket, or sometimes he would straight up just leave it in his car. And I'd be like, oh, where's your phone? Oh, I, oh, oh my gosh, I just realized I forgot it in the car. I'd be like, don't you need to go get it? Oh, no, nobody important's going to call me or text me. And if we were hanging out at his place, the phone was always put away in a drawer, in a cabinet, and of course, always on silent. So that left me uneasy. And mind you, this was my first relationship, so I kind of didn't really know how to approach the whole thing. There were a few times that I asked, you know, is there something going on with this girl? Is there like, it's just something, there's something weird. And he'd be like, oh my gosh, you're just imagining things. And just, of course, made it seem like I was acting crazy. And besides the questions about this female coworker, I would ask sometimes, you know, is there something wrong? Are you doubting this relationship? Are you happy? Is there something that you want to talk about? And he would always be like, no, you're amazing. You're wonderful. There's absolutely nothing wrong. I couldn't ask for more. And so I, for a while, just kind of decided to, you know, let it go. And I was like, no, I'm probably just imagining things. I'm probably overthinking things. Although my gut was screaming at me and I saw signs. It was my first relationship. So I was thinking maybe I was just being too paranoid and maybe I was just being too worrisome and being the typical girl that, you know, people like to say like, oh, the typical, like, you know, jealous, crazy, insecure girl. I thought maybe that's what it was. And unfortunately, I have been around a lot of relationships where there have been lies and deceit and things like that. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm just letting those situations that I have witnessed affect me and put doubt in my mind. So, you know, I just need to let it go and just trust what he says. So things still kind of continued on as they were, and I just kind of went with it, didn't really say much, but one night in particular, we were hanging out, and I was over at his place, and typical behavior, he had put his uh, phone in a drawer. Every time he did this, it just, uh, I got this like twinge in my stomach, and it just made my soul feel nasty, but I didn't say anything, but this one particular night, there was just something different, and he fell asleep. So when he fell asleep, I grabbed the phone and as much as I didn't want to do it, it just felt like I had to do it. So I did. <laughs> so I grabbed his phone, walked myself to the bathroom, shut the door behind me and locked it. Uh, this was back during flip phone days. This is how long ago this was. I'm aging myself right now. 
But anyway, I opened his phone, went through text messages. There were some naughty text messages in there for one. And then I decided to scroll through pictures. And this is when it started to become a thing that we could take pictures on our phone because prior to this, it really wasn't a thing. And they weren't great pictures. They were incredibly pixelated and low quality. But nonetheless, there were pictures of this coworker in some compromising positions in his bedroom. So wanting to make sure that this evidence would not get wiped out, I forwarded everything to myself. And I believe that at the time I didn't have a very sophisticated phone. So I believe I forwarded everything to my email. It might have even been a Hotmail or AOL email. (laughs) But I forwarded everything to myself and was just in a rage, really. Which for me, I mean, I'm not one to like scream and yell and act crazy and throw things. But I was shaking. I was shaking. My hands were shaking and I was angry. And at that point I started crying and I was really upset. And I was like, I knew it. My gut was telling me the whole time I saw the signs. I knew it. I knew that this dude was being a cheater, a liar. And I came out of the bathroom, of course, at this point, not quiet anymore. Just opened the door and it startled him awake. And he just looked at me and he's like, what? What's wrong? And I had his phone in my hand. And of course, that's where that relationship ended. And that is the story that I thought about when Lisa Billy was talking about how if you really want to look at a partner's phone, then there are some issues there. I have heard so many stories about couples. I have heard especially stories from, of course, my female friends, how they found things that they weren't happy about. Sometimes it was really extreme stuff. Sometimes it wasn't. And because, I mean, our phones are such a huge part of our lives now, unless they are really on top of all of their stuff and constantly deleting things from their phone and from their iCloud or whatever it is that they're using. If there's something going on, that's probably where you're going to find it. For me with this situation, unfortunately, like I mentioned earlier, I have been around a lot of relationships that where there were a lot of lies and dishonesty, and it has created a lot of fear and doubt for me in my relationships and a lack of trust. I do my best to approach every single situation with an open mind and an open heart and telling myself that not all people are this way. Not all people are like that ex. And not all people are like the ones that I witnessed in relationships that were unhealthy and that also did these things. Not everyone is like that. When we come back, I want to talk about Lisa's points in this video that she posted and also give you some tips and maybe some pieces of advice that you can take with you to help not only build the trust in your relationships, but help you become a better person so you can have these healthy, trusting relationships. Hey, everybody. This is Panchito and Mike, and you're currently listening to Flying Blind with Evita. We hope you enjoy it. Subscribe, like, love, and follow us at Zwerk Media, at Z-W-E-R-C Media. Did you get it? Good. After listening to Lisa Bilyeu's video about trust and cell phones, I was actually really shocked when both of them, both Tom and Lisa, mentioned that they have never looked at each other's phones and that neither one of them have ever had the desire to snoop in each other's phones. 
which for a second, and maybe this is me and the fact that I've had trust issues in the past, I actually had a moment where I was like, no way, that's that's not true. Not, not that they hadn't snooped into each other's phones, but that they had never had the desire to look at each other's phones and see what's in there. Because I really feel, and I could be wrong, but unfortunately we see and witness a lot of dishonesty and if somebody hasn't experienced dishonesty in their relationship, there's just so much out there that I think sometimes it can really perpetuate fear for people. So the fact that they said that, there was a moment where I didn't believe it, that they had never had the desire. And maybe that's just witness to the fact that I haven't had the healthiest relationships and unfortunately I might be a little bit of a skeptic and like I mentioned earlier I always give everyone the benefit of the doubt when I first start talking to them dating to them and I don't like to label anybody I can't put everyone I can't put every single man under the umbrella of you know they're cheaters they're liars they're deceitful they're this they're that because that's not fair I can't label every man that way just because of my own past experiences that's just not just but um there's still that, that part of me that has fear and so there was a little bit of me that doubted both of their honesty but you know i'm sure that they're they're honest both said that they had never wanted to look at each other's phones and they also talked about how they have you know this 100 percent trust between them and you can tell that they do like it's a beautiful relationship to look at you know they're very open about even some of the things that they bicker about and even things in their intimate relationships so I would have, especially listening to them and seeing how they interact, the things that they share, I have no reason to not believe that they're being honest about that. And that is something that I would love to have whenever I do have a relationship, that 100% trust and not needing to have those, you know, moments of doubt. I would love to have that sort of healthy relationship. In this video, Lisa brings up a few things that I wanted to discuss with you guys. She brings up that if there is an impulse to look at someone's phone when you're in a relationship, um, you have either one of two issues, but there is an issue. It's because there is no trust or it's because you have your own issues and insecurities. And when I say there's no trust, when I said that, I mean is there's no trust because something happened in that relationship that broke that trust. And right away, as soon as she brings this point up, Tom jumped in and said, therapy, 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 therapy. That's what you need to do. Like you need to hash it out. You need to figure it out and fix it, you know, and he right away was like to live like that with no trust, with that nagging impulse to want to look at someone's phone like that's a crappy way to live. And I completely agree. There is a need to figure out where that came from. So figure out why there's no trust. When was the trust broken in your relationship and how do you fix it? And a lot of us don't know how to do that. We're not born with these tools of knowing how to fix things when they are broken. That's something that we learn. And a lot of times because we are in our own heads and we are biased, that's it's our human nature to be that way. Sometimes we do need, I would say actually the majority of the time when there's an issue, we need an outside person that's unbiased, that's trained, that really truly knows what they're doing to help us navigate these sorts of situations, to help us figure out why, where, and how. And that is really helpful when you're going back and forth and having these things because a lot of times when, you know, you're in your feelings and you're emotional and you're hurt and you're tired of fighting and those sorts of things, we don't necessarily have the most clear head. So we need help sometimes and there's absolutely nothing wrong with reaching out and getting help. 
all relationships, whether they're romantic, friendships, work, any sort of relationship, there always needs to be trust. That should be at the core of every single relationship. And with any relationship, especially, especially, especially a romantic relationship, there should be so much trust that that relationship reduces your anxiety, not adds or gives you anxiety. This doesn't mean that relationships are perfection because that does not exist. You get two people together, it doesn't matter how wonderful or how compatible they are together, there will be some disagreements because not everyone thinks the same, not everyone comes from the exact same place and family and upbringing, so there will be some disagreements and that's normal and that's okay. It's fine to not have perfection, it would be abnormal to have perfection, but your relationship should add to your life in a positive way, not a negative way. If these sorts of issues are in your relationship and you want to look at someone's phone and it's not related to cheating, then you still need to analyze what's going on and ask yourself, why is there so much insecurity that I feel that I need to look at this phone? Or on the other end, you know, why is so-and-so that I'm in a relationship so insecure that they need to look at my phone? You need to analyze yourself. Why does my mind go there? And there are certain questions you can ask yourself. And one of them is, and I'm not saying this is always the case, but are you being honest? Are you maybe projecting something onto someone else, whether it's, okay, well, I'm not being honest, so they must not be honest either. Or maybe I experienced this in the past, so what if this happens again in the future? What if they do that to me? And you could be projecting your fears and your insecurities on somebody else when this other person has done absolutely nothing to show you that they can't be trusted. So you need to analyze and ask yourself if you are just simply projecting past experiences on your present one. That's not fair. And I also understand though that that's incredibly hard to not do. And I know because I've done it myself in relationships and it's not fair. It's not fair to put your past experiences that were negative on the current situation when the other person has not shown you a reason for them to not be trusted. So if this is you, if this is the situation with, you know, the phone, you need to really look at your relationship again. Ask yourself, what happened? What happened between us? And you need to look at yourself. Again, have I been dishonest? Did have I, or have I experienced infidelity and have a lot of fears in, and I'm putting this on this other person? And I don't have all of the answers for you. Uh, we all are works in progress. But what I can tell you is that one of the best things that you can do is get help. This is another thing too that I really want to stress is that a lot of people really feel that they can't or they almost feel like unless it's like a really toxic relationship or something or it's like really horrible fighting that it's not justified for them to go to therapy or they feel like they're, you know, they feel that therapy is the last resort before divorce or that sort of thing. And that's just simply not true. Therapy is so useful even for couples that don't have major issues. Because again, you go with somebody that has a completely unbiased look at your relationship and, uh, you know, they're looking from the outside in. They're not going to project any of their own stuff on your relationship. They are approaching your relationship with a clear head, no emotion, and can help you navigate it, help you figure things out, and help you not just figure things out, but give you tools to use when you're not in therapy so you can get through these times and get rid of those impulses that aren't healthy. 
As individuals, I believe that therapy is crucial because even if you have the most amazing partner and you know deep down inside that they would never betray you, never hurt you, if you have your own issues, if you don't trust, if you don't trust yourself, if you don't love yourself enough, if you have all of these internal issues, they are going to affect your relationships, all of your relationships, especially your romantic ones and the ones that are really important to you. So I think it's really important that you seek that help and work on yourself so you can be better for your relationships. And in addition to that, all of the things that I always talk about, I think are so important too for these sorts of things. Journaling, meditating, reading books. Oh my goodness, there's just so much out there that you can read that can help you become a better person, a better partner, and help you better understand your partner. And I actually did a whole podcast about the five love languages, and I believe that that can improve any relationship to figure out how people love and how they receive love and how you yourself love and receive love. It just, it's such useful information. And when you understand where those things come from and why people love how they love and receive love, that's a game changer for relationships. And in order to also have a great relationship, you need to work on yourself and you need to heal. You need to heal all of these wounds if they're there so that you can love and trust and not get those impulses to look at your partner's phone. Because at the end of the day, this actually has nothing to do with a phone. It's about trust. It's about communication and about working on yourself, working on your relationship and doing these things, not just when you go to therapy or just sometimes, but working on these things every single day. Anything that's worth having is worth working for. So I encourage you to go out there, get some therapy, get some coaching, and really seek out literature and YouTube videos or whatever it is that you need to help your relationship, but most importantly, to become a better person and be the best version of yourself. You're listening to Flying Blind Podcast. Subscribe, like, love, and follow us at Zwerk Media, at Z-W-E-R-C Media. Did you get it? Good. Before I share a final quote with you, I would like to thank you so much for listening to me today on Flying Blind Podcast. I hope you took something positive away from listening to me today. I would love to also get your feedback, suggestions, or ideas. You can find me and reach me on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, and now on TikTok at Evita Carrasco. That's E-V-I-T-A-C-A-R-R-A-Z-C-O. Remember to subscribe, like love, and follow us at Zwerk Media. That's Z-W-E-R-C Media. Today's final quote comes to you by Mike Paul. Trust, honesty, humility, transparency, and accountability are the building blocks of a positive reputation. Trust is the foundation of any relationship. I really hope that you take this quote to heart and that you live your best life. I also hope that you join me on the next episode of Flying Blind Podcast. And until next time, stay blessed and be positive.